So some 18 minutes after 7 is where we're at this morning. If you've just joined us, welcome into it. Good to have you in our company. Now we move along to our next feature. And as the world marked International Women's Day yesterday, Rape Crisis and Rape Survivors Justice Campaign embarked on protest action under the banner of hashtag justice protest outside the Department of Justice and Constitutional Development's Western Cape Regional Offices. Rape Crisis and the RSJC are demanding that the Kai Leacher Sexual Offences Court be properly upgraded so that rape survivors can attain justice without fear or experiencing secondary victimization and further trauma. But joining us online to tell us a bit more this morning is Rape Crisis Cape Town Trust Locum Advocacy Specialist and that is Jessica Bobbitt. Jessica, good morning and thank you so much for joining us. Good morning. Thank you for having me. So, of course, let's speak about this. I mean, it's not the first time that we've heard, you know, about the struggles around the Kailicha Sexual Offences Court. Perhaps, you know, giving us some history on it as well. Absolutely. So, the Kailicha Sexual Offences Court has actually been identified for the establishment of a sexual offences court for the last six years. Mm. The rape crisis has gathered outside this court for the last six years to demand that this is actually done. Yet the, the, the court doesn't have all of the elements required to be a sexual offences court. So although some infrastructural upgrades have been made over the last few years, there's still a few absolutely critical upgrades that remain outstanding. So the court currently, as it stands, cannot really be considered a sexual offences court. What we're most concerned about is that survivors still have to enter the public area to access court support services and to use the one and only public restroom at the court. Mm. Now, so, Jessica, I mean, yeah. how, do you, how do you react to the department saying that it's made the upgrades that are in line with the regulations for sexual offences courts? So the regulations were officially gazetted early last year. Um, and in, included in those regulations and included in the mandate of the sexual census courts is that the courts reduce secondary trauma. And due to the way that the court is currently set up, survivors have to leave the sexual census court to go access services that are included in the regulations. Mm-hmm. That should not be happening. The, the, the likelihood of survivors encountering the accused or an accomplice of the accused when using the one bathroom that is used for the entire court, having to leave the sexual offences court area to go upstairs to access court support services, it's just unacceptable. And that should not be the way a specialist structure like the sexual offences court should be should be functioning. I think one of the limitations that were mentioned was infrastructural space that the department has quoted. Um, would you agree with that? Um, no, I wouldn't. <laughs> We, in, in 2018, we had a pro bono architect draw up some plans um, for this kind of retrofitted mobile shipping container. And we identified the courtyard in the court, which is an empty space. There, the space is completely empty. And that's where the container could be retrofitted without affecting anything else um, at the court. And what's great about this space is that it actually sits outside the entrance to the sexual census court, which means that survivors then have a separate entrance. Mm. 
Mm-hmm. And of course, now with that we've seen the protests taking place. I mean, what is the way forward? If the department is saying you know they've completed these upgrades, um, you know, how do you hope to take this forward? So, in in thinking about what we want to ask the Department of Justice, we thought about okay, maybe we can give them another time frame, but considering that they have continuously broken their promises. They haven't made the recent time frame of last month to have this container retrofitted. We, we want to put the onus on them to formally respond to us, to tell us exactly what's going on, what is their plan, and to tell us when they're going to do it. Because we're not going anywhere. We're going to continue to protest. We're going to continue to put pressure on the department and ultimately continue that they step up and take action to make these upgrades. Mm. Now tell us a bit more about the memorandum that was handed over. So the memorandum was handed over yesterday Mm. to the regional head of justice operations and facilities. She is a newly appointed director. Um, And in the memorandum, we basically just demanded that these upgrades be made, but again, also that the Department of Justice formally respond to us, because the response that many of the media have been given was from the national spokesperson for the Department of Justice. Um, but on the community level and with the Kylie to court staff, they know exactly what's happening. They know that they've made these promises to us. And last year, when we protested outside the court, they made this promise when we handed over that memorandum. So this year, we're trying something new because obviously the, the, the same processes are not going to work because the department is not keeping to their promises. So we are waiting for them to formally respond. And from there, we'll decide what action we need to take. Now, you know, if your demands are not met accordingly, I mean, have you thought for the future, you know, what further will be done? Yes, we have. But before we kind of go ahead with that, we need to make sure that the department are held accountable and that these kind of processes, which for the most part happen behind closed doors, are made transparent because we we can't continue to go ahead while we, we don't know what's happening. We don't know who we should be contacting because the department says it's it's this department's problem. No, it's the Department of Human Settlements' problem. They they need to be held accountable. And for that to happen, they need to be transparent. And that is what we're demanding. Well, Jessica, thank you so much for joining us on air this morning and chatting to us, of course, keeping us abreast of what's going on with regards to the Kailicha Sexual Offences Court. That was Jessica Bobbitt, Rape Crisis Cape Town Trust Locum Advocacy Specialist, speaking to us this morning.